Hello and welcome to Just for Farmers. I'm with the legend that is Paul Harris again. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, everybody. And we're joined with a very special guest. Now, Farmer Jim, Jim Smith, he's got his own YouTube channel. He's a bit of a celeb in the farming world, especially up in the north of Scotland. And I watched it. I watched about half a dozen of his videos back to back and became slightly obsessed. I'm I'm now an official stalker of Farmer Jim. Uh, Jim, Jim, welcome to Just for Farmers. Hello, pleasure to be here. Pleasure now, to be with you. Now, unusually, you you are not only a comedian and humorist. You you are a farmer. Tell us a little bit about your farm, Jim. Uh, well, really, we're um, 250 acres, kind of upland. A mixed arable farm. It's all ploughable, but traditionally we're more stock. A third generation a tenant farmer. And wow. um, so um, brought up growing seed potatoes, a, um, driving combines, all that kind of stuff. And then we came out of that. A, a, I went to Agricultural College in Aberdeen, had a great time there. And then uh, we came out with seed, seed tatties and then went more to suckler cows, beef cows and sheep. And we've been doing that for 20 odd years. And then uh, my dad, he passed away about 10 years ago. I was lucky enough to get the, the tenancy. Um, only son, well, I've got two older sisters, but they, they, we married them off to farmers, so that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, um, so it was just my mum and myself in the farm. And uh, last year, to sell the their herd and just focus on sheep and a wee bit of, a wee bit of crop, a wee bit of barley. Keep it quite simple. So um wow. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. But love it. That's still the I find myself very lucky to have um to have a farm, you know. So there's maybe well, a bit the of community? background. There's a, there's a toddler having a tantrum. Uh, that's all right. It's real, real life on Zoom, <laughs> even for farmers. Even for farmers, real life is on Zoom these days. So that's that's okay. So whereabouts whereabouts in Scotland are you based? We're, we're uh, central Perthshire, so about 14 miles north of Perth, just yep. up the A9. So any tourists will know where we are. So we're, we're right between... That, the, that's between the, Glasgow and Edinburgh, isn't it, I think? Is that right? From so the, it's far, the south of the border? Further up. Further up. Further uh, north. We're, we're up over the fourth bridge, uh, just we're kind of on the foothills of the the, the Grampian Mountains, you know, the Cairngorms, uh, and then so we're halfway, we're just two or three miles from there, and also we're two or three miles from the, the Valley of Strathmore, which is one of the most fertile plains of farmland in in, in Scotland, or if not the UK, you know. So. Wow, and. And with everything going on at the moment in the world, especially in the farming industry, how's how's the community getting on? What's what's the biggest successes and challenges you're facing at the moment? Well, just like um, obviously last year was a cereal, a lot of cereal grows around about here, and uh, last year was good. All you know, inputs went up. Uh, obviously, it was a big gamble, but obviously then they were getting three hundred pounds for their malt and barley, and got a great harvest last year. You know, it just seemed to work well. Weather was perfect. Folk were doing very well. And then I think maybe folk thought that would kind of stay up this year, price-wise. You know, I know fertilizer dropped back a bit, but uh, this year, just between we had a, a really wet spring, so crops were going in late. Um, then a dry mid-May to mid-June, no rain at all. And then the bubble burst June, July. Uh, no, July, August was, was pretty wet. 
I, I hasten I know his weight is down south. I think you guys got it really bad, really bad. Yeah, the south side of the, the UK is, is the, the, the rain was incessant for about six weeks. Yeah, yeah. And of course, you're early harvesting down there, so you yeah. the rain, you really didn't want it. Um, whereas we were, we actually had a, that hot spell about 10 days ago, that kind of mini heat wave. A lot of guys got on with their harvest then. It came just at the nick of time, but prices are back. And in terms of, um, but I, I've still one field to do because we're a bit later here and I'm old combine needs uh, nursed along a bit, you know. But mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of uh, livestock, yeah, cattle, uh, cattle are, are booming and uh, are good prices. And sheep Brilliant. seems to be whole, working away too, but it's just, it's just, you know, it gives everyone an excuse to pump up the input costs as well, you know. So it's it's like you're not actually making much more money, but um, but uh, I think things are they're not bad. They're working away okay. So I think now, now I'm going to I'm going to dive straight in here because I mean I know the link between farming and stand-up comedy is an obvious one. You know, it's, a short, <laughs> it's a short skip and a hop from farming to stand-up comedy. How on earth did that happen, Jim? Uh, the minute it saved me for going a bit mad, I think. Um, well, um, <laughs> I don't know how how much you know about the young farmers. I know it's, it's a big organisation yeah. down yeah. south, you know. Yeah. In fact, I was, when I was involved in the Scottish Young Farmers, I got to go and represent Scotland at Blackpool for the National Conference. So happy memories there. Um, but uh, I got into that. I didn't enjoy school, uh, high school, and didn't really fit in. And then, uh, but I just had a, a, and then I joined Young Farmers and that was great. And then we did a, I kind of, it's like a competition, it's like a 10 minute song and dance or comedy sketch. I mean, we do pantomimes and things like that as well. So, got involved in that and discovered I had a really enjoyed being on the stage, but also really enjoyed kind of writing writing comedy and doing kind right. of local jokes and that. So, so I got really heavily, heavily involved in that throughout my young farmer's career. And then uh, I got to my late 20s and, and uh, was still footless and fancy free. And uh, your tool for young farmers and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just had a hankering maybe to do something with my comedy. Um, and I thought about doing, there's a couple of local lads that were quite funny. I thought about maybe doing a sketch group and going to the fringe with them, but didn't really know how to go about it. And then I, I just, I, I had no really thoughts about stand up, uh, but I, I, I just, um, okay, it was 2012, it was a really wet harvest and uh, I was on, uh, I came across the Stan Comedy Club, quite a famous comedy club in Edinburgh and Glasgow. Uh, and they do, I discovered they have a five minute uh, beginner slot on a Tuesday and a Monday. So you apply and you, you know, and they come back with two five minute slots of stand up, you know, to do anything you want. So I just applied for that more as a laugh thing. I thought, oh, maybe not hear that. And they came back to me. And so I did my first five minutes in Glasgow. It was November. Uh, 2012, yeah, I remember setting off from Glasgow, uh, from Perth really, got down there, and didn't really know Glasgow at all, you know, so it was a total kind of, uh, like, Mick Dundee coming to New York for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no crocodiles in uh, Glasgow, thankfully. Thankfully not, and then, um, yeah, and, and just sat in a car for two hours, worried about how am I going to entertain 200 Glaswegians for five minutes, not get bottled or, or booed off stage, you know, and I thought, I'll get through that. And luckily it went well, it went okay. And I, I just played the kind of country bumpkin 
naive act. I don't know. It seems to come over quite well. <laughs> and I got a real rush from it. And then luckily we got asked back and it just snowballed from there, really. Wonderful. Wonderful. So how much oh. time are you, are you, are you, is the split now then with, between working on the farm and, and doing the comedy? Um, uh, a lot. Actually, time like I'm not actually doing as much away now. Two things because uh, I've met more and my fiance, and we've now got two toddlers, uh, both three and one. So I used to be able to just nip down to Glasgow or Edinburgh, Aberdeen, weeknights or whenever and do twenty minutes. But I've been fortunate enough. I did all that before I met more and was able to build, build up a kind of repertoire. So I'm fortunate now. I can go away and uh, do some slightly bigger gigs. Not so often, but you know that. But the, you know, I can like do. Uh, town halls and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, now and again. So, um, uh, so I'm not away as much, but I'm still very. It's all about trying to rewrite new stuff and focus a lot more on when I'm at home, you know. So when I go away, it's worthwhile, you know. So I'm, I'm not away as much as I, I could be, maybe if didn't have children. But then I, it's now it's different now, I'd, you know. And a, a wet drift November night. I'd, I, I don't want to go away down to Glasgow. You, you know what I mean? So I'm fortunate. Yeah. I've built up a... It sounds big-headed, but I've built up a following. So, like, when we do do a gig, lots of folk come out and we can put all my effort into that. So, but... Um, I love life. I love I, You know. And, no, and I think... Because I think a lot of folk maybe thought, well, why, why don't they go up the farm to concentrate on the comedy full-time? But I, I would hate that. I'd be lost without it. And I know it, <laughs> it is a lifestyle thing. You know. And oh, um, good. But, but I, I, they're lost without it. I know it drives you mad, but I love it. I do. Well, if yeah. if you're anything like the other comedians I know, your your wife is obvi- or your partner's obviously a saint. <laughs> yeah, because you probably test all your material on it. And I know I know a couple of comedians. They tend to fall into one of two camps, Jim. Uh, they either tend to fall into the slightly manic, crazy. I'll just say it and hope it's funny right. world, or they tend to really go into the detail and the structure and the composition of the show which one do you fall into either of those or are you different i i, I can't i'm tending more uh, stories rather than one-liners i'd love i'd really love to be like a one-liner guy like you know tim vine or gary yeah. delaney some of these guys you know Very but, clever, um, isn't it? Uh, i i got gary delaney's fantastic you know but um I, it's more kind of stories with them um, Hopefully, punchlines at the end, you know, or, or littered with little, little, you know, quirky bits. But that, um, that, that's you know. that's quite clever. That I mean, that, that that's that's clever as well. That's clever it, as well. It's basically where, where observational find... humour on, on on kind of rural life. I, I mean, and when I started, I tried to do more kind of mainstream stuff so that city folk, because that's where the mass market is, especially up in Scotland, the central belt. But um, you've got to be kind of true to yourself and and. There's no point in me trying to talk about um, what folk in the middle of Glasgow get up to, but it, it was all about my maybe a rural guy looking in on that, you know. Um, but the more then I started doing more gigs locally and think, or I get asked on farmer things, or somebody says Could you want to come to the village hall, so it's more a rural audience comes. So you, you begin doing more of the kind of technical farming stuff, you know, talking about you know, using red diesel in the car and young farmers' dances and things like that. <laughs> and that's just a great SEMA comedy. But it, it's maybe for 
well, a, a predominantly kind of rural audience. However, I'm, I'm pleased to announce that I do get a lot of city slickers coming along because it, it is something a bit different. Or maybe they've got a connection. You know, everyone's got maybe a connection. They had a granny at a farm or something like that. So, so that really pleases me. You know, when, what's, one of your, what's one of your favourite stories that you use that uh, from a rural perspective uh, that normally gets a laugh? Oh, well, um, I, I used to do a joke about... Um, a, I, I used to do a joke about... Uh, I, I'm not much a, a, of a country lad that my, when I was 10, I got a Skeletric set. It was just a single-track road with passing places. You know... <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> You know, or, or just I talk about. Um, <laughs> a, oh, I used to do a joke about. Um, a, yeah, we, yeah, we, I, we I, put oh, the comedian on how, the spot now. Yeah, I, no, Sorry. no, I, I do a joke about how. Um, what one of my favourite jokes is how obviously back in the eighties there was no sex education at school, but obviously I was growing up on the farm, you know, and it was sheep. You know, we put the tops in the sheep. So one, one, one male to forty females. So nobody ever told me anything <laughs> different. You know, nobody ever said that's not the norm. And then when I was sixteen, I was out at a youth club one night, and we ended up in a uh, in a pub, uh, drinking a few pints of lager underage. And there was a Hindu next door. You know, so it was about forty, <laughs> forty middle-aged women all dancing in the handbag, and I'm like, aye. I'll manage this. <laughs> fair game, fair game. <laughs> Good odds. <laughs> yeah, farming yeah. gives us a, a slightly twisted view, doesn't it? Of um, uh, it does. Uh, artificial yeah. insemination to sheep. Oh, like, uh, yeah. yeah. Who's your dad? It's the AI man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I mean, I'm, I'm only, and I'm certainly not trying to tell you how to do your job, but I, I could see loads and loads of metaphors how you could. Uh, compare what going on the farm to even on the stock exchange because all they talk oh. about are yields and things like that. Yeah, and, and that's right. Yeah, wonderful. Now, get, getting slightly more serious just for a second, although I'm sure knowing you, you'll probably twist it to be funny, is the impact that humour and laughter and joy has on people because mm-hmm. the farming industry at the moment does have a reputation for people struggling sadly Aye. with uh, mental health stuff yeah how, how much of an impact has your work had there do you know a uh, well i think for me it works both ways because um i i do get lovely messages and, and farmers coming along and and, and, and um folk get in touch and say oh you know over at your show on saturday night and it's just great to get a right belly laugh we were really really needing it you know or or Folk say, oh, I watched your videos and it was just great. We're all chuckling around the, the kitchen table, you know, get, keep it going kind of stuff, you know, and you're, you're doing great for, um, you know, uh, as a link between the farm and the public as well. But, yeah, just folks saying, uh, thanks, for really needing a laugh kind of things. I think it works both ways. I sometimes think, because we've all been there, if you're having a tough year or a bad harvest, like me personally, you know, if, if you're struggling maybe on the farm, the last thing maybe I want to go do is watch a comedian or, or, or sit and watch funny stuff. You know it's, you know what I mean? It just depends mm. on your mindset. Some folk maybe aren't in the mood, but as some folk are like, no, I, I really need cheered up, you know, still. Uh, we'll, we'll go and watch this. So, so I, I'm just, it's it's nice, I think, um, uh, 
I, th- I think maybe folk appreciate you, you go into a local town or village or, or wherever and uh, doing stuff that, because I, I know a lot of these folk can go and watch uh, Kevin Bridges and Frankie Boyle and kind of the more mainstream guys and they're fantastic and have it, they're just awesome off, off the scale, you know, but I think maybe folk um, appreciate yeah, just a group of rural folk laughing and getting all the in jokes yeah. and, and just having a right belly laugh well, hopefully they have a belly laugh for a good <laughs> hour and a half. You know what I mean? So, and it's yeah, a night out yeah. for them too. And actually, it's funny. Um, and, and without saying big headed, but a lot must be about the only audience where the folk will know half the people. If you know what I mean? Mm. You know, you you, yeah. you, you hear them yeah. coming in in the foyer, and it's like, oh hi, Sandy, how are you getting on? You know, so a lot, you know, and it's I see a check shirts and tweed jackets. You know, so it's. <laughs> it's um, so the, you know it's a social event, and you know, and usually a lot of these theaters are used to selling out, you know, proseccos and cocktails, and they're like, uh, we've just sold you know five hundred tons of tenants, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of gilets, yeah, <laughs> a lot of gilets and brown boots. It's, yeah. it's probably, probably the most middle class comedy or stand up comedy audience a comedian will ever do, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but. But what, I bet, I bet they have fun now. And as you say, it's a chance for them to come together. Yeah, well done, yeah. mate. Well done. Right. So right. you, you've talked about diversifying on the farm. Um, but actually what you're doing at the moment is kind of diversifying yourself as the farmer. So I, I where, guess so, I. Where do you see this going? Where what, What's next for Jim? Well, we'll just need to... Um, um, it's just been a hectic couple, two or three years because I did a tour and then with lockdown and then a couple of lockdown babies, so it's been a bit hectic. But um, and we got rid of our cows last year just so um, because there was a way more, and with cows calving and things like that, and I thought I can't be away from home, so we, we you know, so we've got the farm more slimline. Um, but I think just keep the key is just keep trying to write new material. Just um, I've also discovered rather than waiting on the phone ringing because I've done a couple of BBC things, BBC Scotland have been really good to me. Um. Rather than waiting on the phone ringing, get yourself out there, you know, keep plugging away stuff to them, you know, get yourself out there. And um, I think social media as well, uh, although it's done, it's done me a lot of favours, I've kind of lapsed maybe a bit recently. Um, uh, so I just need to get more focus on that because I, I feel there's just a whole, especially now with TikTok and that, there's a, there's a lot of competition out there now, you know, and, and there's... Well, a lot of guys do that really well. I mean, a big inspiration is like um, it's a different kind of thing, right enough. Because some, eh, but the Hoof GP, like Grassman, Hoof GP, and 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 eh, Cammy Wilson from the Sheep Game, who's doing really well with this kind of farming channel. And I know that's more kind of more educational, informative. But it, like his merchandise, his sales, he, he's he's really making a go of it. And I think you only get a a shelf life maybe when you're kind of in vogue. So. I think I need to get back out. Um, well, I'll finish my tour, get another show written, but I think I need to really build up my, my social media thing. And I'm actually, the same more I, I need to just allocate one day a week now just to try to do that, even for a year or two, to see if we can really build up a bigger following. And then that works both ways, because the bigger following you have, the, the, the more folk will come out and see you. But what I really want to do is maybe, um, is a... Uh, dip my toe over the border, you know, and get down south and, and see, you know, if we could 
you know, because I did Newcastle stand four years ago, and a lot of farmers came out to that. So I thought, right, well, let's um, let's get down and, and see where what we can do, and certainly Ireland, Wales as well, you know. So yeah, that, that's the you know take take the tour down there, maybe next next couple of years, and and just see how that gets on. But I think as well, personally, I, I really want to maybe try and aim for. You want to aim as high as you can. I would love to get on live at the ball or something like that. That that would be the dream. And but I would maybe need to make it more accessible. You know what I mean? Well, I can't. I can't promise you live at the Apollo, but I might have a couple of contacts we can chat about. Oh live. well, that's it. Well, I, I'm coming down. Um, I'm hosting the farmers' guardian, the uh, farmer, the uh, British farming awards in Birmingham. You're hosting that, are you? Yeah. Oh, wow. So looking forward to that. I don't know if you boys are going, but aye, that's going to be a tracker. So, well, that's only down the road. Clearly and slowly. That's only down the road from us. So, let's get together and have a beer. Aye, perfect. (laughs) So, so we we found out how you started. We found out why you do it. We found out where you want to take this. If If there is a message, that you would give to farmers who, I don't know, they feel like they want a change, but maybe you're a bit afraid to take that step. What advice would you give them about whether it's diversifying the farm or themselves? What 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 advice would you give them if they're apprehensive? Um, well, we'll just stay. I, I would say first of all, if I, if, if you're going to do something a wee bit different from your, your time. Find something that you're passionate about. You know, I, I was lucky. I, I had a hobby, and I stand up with a passion, and now I can make money from it. So that that's um, find 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 what you, you you love doing. I would say, and try and make an income from that. You know, cause, you know. Um, as you, as you touched on it, I'm I'm fortunate that because we're a tenanted farm anyway, so we're a bit limited to what we can all use the farm. So. It's, it's not so much using the farm, it's more using myself. So I was fortunate, um, you know, and the, it's only my time and my brain that we have had to invest and a bit of thinking. I've not had to put any money in, you know, and I, I take my heart off to anyone that's uh, having to fork out a lot of thousands or get a, another loan yeah, to go and do yeah. something. Uh, but just, um, I, I think that if you're, especially if you're small scale, like myself, you do have to look at diversifying. That's the number one thing I would say. Um, obviously, do the figures and work it out and see if there there is a market for it, a demand for it. But um, just uh, do do what you're passionate about because there's times where it will hit a wall of that. And if if you're not that keen on it, you'll give it up. But if if you really love it, you'll you'll stick with it. You know, if it's going to take a few years to make money. You know, I think that's a really good question, Dave, and a really good response, Jim, because so many farmers that I meet when they say, well, what are you passionate about? They just say farming. Yeah, well, that's, well, <laughs> and, and I know. And, well, and, and, and diversification, which is why this is really interesting, is often actually just seen as let's do more on the farm or something different on the farm. I think what yeah. you've proved, Jim, and you use this word hobby, how important it is from a mental health perspective as well for, right. for farmers to do something else other than farming. Yeah. Like, it could be reading, writing, maybe write some comedy, write a book. Right. You know, go and travel somewhere, do ancient Aye. whatever it is, but do something that's not farming related. So guys, and you'll meet them in your work as well, that uh, get to sort of what we call outside of farming retirement age. 
and they're still uh-huh. 20 years on beyond that, still working on the farm. And then suddenly life stops because the farm stops. So I think uh-huh. is actually diversification. It doesn't have to be the farm. No. You as the farmer. Yeah. I think a lot of farmers haven't thought about. So it's a really uh-huh. nice, I think. Find a hobby, find something you love doing and do that as well as the farm. Aye, uh-huh. absolutely. Because it, farmers have so many strings to their bows as well, you know, the yeah. engineers and plumbers, oh, yeah. electricians. Yeah. Yeah, vets, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, my, my dad was the same. He had no hobbies. He just loved his farming, which was great when it was going well. You know, the years they make money, everyone's cock a hoop. But the years it's a bit crap. It's it's not good. And it's good that you know, in the last five or six years, we've seen a kind of talking about mental health because for years that was never the, the issue. You know, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, you touched on writing a book there. Actually, one of my biggest influences when I was wee. And it's still the comedy is still as relevant today, but I don't. You'll maybe know Paul the Henry Bruce books. Yes, you know he did the he did the cartoons. Yes, but I think his first book, Funny Way to Make a Living, David, which is basically just sketches. It's cartoons of farming clips. Honestly, you, you should get it because it's still as relevant today. It, it's brilliant, and um, any farmers out there who haven't heard them, you, you can go on Amazon and get his books. The, Henry Bruce. He, he, Brilliant guy, just a, a kind of, I think it was Yorkshire, Yorkshire peasant he called himself, and um, it, it, it's just it's very unique humour, but it's 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 on the money, you know. Brilliant. So is Father Jim coming to a bookstore near us? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have actually uh, now I've experienced uh, children's books. There's maybe a market market now. I would like to maybe bring a, a children's book. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the uh, maybe go down that road. So, um, <laughs> my, my my son's got severe autism, and he he for many years was quite literally obsessed with Tractor Ted for a while. Oh, so, aye. so maybe you yeah. can do the next big Tractor Ted thing. Aye. <laughs> See, that's a that's a, a a classic example of a, a farmer diversifying something really yeah. simple and doing really well. You know, it's great. And you, you know the one good thing. Sorry, I know you're being, uh, probably the bit, but. Farming's really in just now, you know. It, it's really, I've never seen it. For years, it was just country file and land, but that was it. Now there's all these different farming shows. It, it's such a pop, it's very, it's very in, you know. People, people are genuinely interested in yeah where food comes from now. Aye. Yeah. yeah. And I think there is a great, a better relationship now between farmers and the public. I th- I think right. so. Yeah, I think because also if it, you know, if you ask the general public to describe the average farmer, they'd use the word probably grumpy. Whereas yeah. actually the sense of humour that's in the industry, Aye. the irony sometimes of what's yeah. going on is hilarious, you know. It is just Aye. again some of the stories I'm sure the material that you've had come from real situations. Yeah, really absolutely. Made up, you yeah. know. The Aye. life on a farm can be fun. It is Aye. fun. It is Aye. fun. It doesn't have to be serious all the time. Aye. Yeah, I know. I, I, as I say, I think, Stephen, it's going right. You're making a bit of money and um, you're comfortable and can pay bills and invest. It's the best job in the world. And I would yeah. still take that over comedy any day. But yeah. it's just these times when things get tight, uh, you know, bad year, it's, it's, it sucks the fun out of it, really, you know. It does, yeah. So that's, it's getting that balance, yeah. Well, um, if, if Jordan just mentioned a YouTube channel in case people want to take a peek. Oh, yeah, it's um. Oh, what is my YouTube channel? Is it? I think it's Farmer Jim. <laughs> or, or get me on. Follow me better on Facebook. Um, Jim Smith comedian. 
on Facebook and I put a lot of my videos up up on there. I also got a TikTok channel as well, um, Jim Smith, but it's anything on the Facebook or that, I'll go. Well, so. well, Jim, not only thank you for your time today, but keep doing what you do. You're making a difference to the lives of farmers out there, giving them a smile. And as we all know, laughter and humour is the greatest cure for any misery out there. So keep doing Absolutely. what you do. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, thanks for having us, guys. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank All you. the best. Cheers. Cheers.